You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. Welcome to another show of the Drive Time Show, Vice of Islam. I welcome to all my <coughs> listeners uh, to another show. Today uh, we will be discussing the uh, Imam of the day, the promised Messiah and his prophecies. That who is the promised Messiah and how the prophecies which were made for him before his coming and after what he did himself, how they got fulfilled and we will discuss this topic in detail and we will be having guests who will be giving us the insights of the prophecies which were made by the prophets, the early prophets and the saintly people and himself when he claimed that he is the Messiah, he is the you know, Imam of the day. We see in the history that all, you know, in the world even right now, that all the major religions of the world have prophesied the coming of the holy person to revive faith. If we look at Jews, Jews, they believe a Messiah is to come in the Messianic age. Similarly, Christians await the second coming of Jesus Christ. And if we go even earlier, we see that religion like Hinduism, even they are waiting for Kalki Avatar, same as Buddhist. The scriptures speak about the Materia to arrive at some point. And if we particularly see Islam, we see and we find the prophecies such as that at the moon is moon is eclipsed and the sun and the moon are brought together. So by looking all the prophecies, all the major mainstream religions, we find out that yes, everybody is waiting for for somebody as a reformer to revive once again the religions to tell and you know guide them people towards God and show them a right path. <clears throat> to discuss this topic further, I would like to first of all um, thank Imam Rabahuddin who is with us and he will be co-presenting with me. I would uh, you know say salam to him. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. Rodin Sawa, are you there? I hope you're really doing well. Jazakallah, uh, same to you. Uh, I think, uh, we, as we can see, we have uh, uh, you know, our first guest with us to, uh, to discuss this topic. And uh, I will go to, the, to him first and uh, then we'll carry on the discussion further. Uh, Imam Rabib Sahib, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and blessings Allah be upon you. Thank you for joining with us today. Upon you and the listeners, and Jazakallah for having me once again today. Thank you very much. Uh, Imam Rabib, if we discuss, you know, the promised Messiah Salam sought a special sign from God to prove his true claim and was given the glad tidings of an extraordinary son. Can you please explain the significance of the particular prophecy? Yes, so as we know that fundamentally when a prophet uh, comes, there are signs that support his claim that display and showcase that this person has been sent by God Almighty. And 
this particular sign which you are referring to, where God Almighty gave him the glad tidings of an extraordinary son, this should not be understood as being a sign limited to the person of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. But rather, this extraordinary sign <clears throat> was in fact a sign for Islam. And um, of course, there's a lot of detail um, around this, this prophecy, but of course, time does not permit us to go into great detail. Um, however, just by way of summary, what happened was that when the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, um, you know, he sent uh, announcements, pronouncements mm. uh, that God Almighty has sent him. So his Hindu neighbors within uh, Qadian, they said that, uh, you know, you are inviting other people and saying that if they wish to see any signs, that they should come and you would showcase signs to them. However, we are your neighbors and we have the first right, as in, you know, we are foremost um, deserving that you should show us a sign. So the promised Messiah um, departed uh, to Kosharpur. Um, I'm, there's obviously there's certain details that I'm, I'm leaving out, but as I mentioned, because of the shortage of time, I'm leaving those certain details out. So the promised Messiah uh, departed and traveled to Kosharpur, where he supplicated before God Almighty for 40 days in seclusion. And within those 40 days, the Prophet Messiah mentioned that God Almighty showered down blessings upon blessings upon him and um, vouchsafed many revelations to him. And one such revelation was in regards to this grand prophecy of an extraordinary son. One thing that we need to remember about this particular prophecy is that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, foretold about the Messiah that when he would come, one of his characteristics would be Now, the promised Messiah has actually explained this. So, basically means that he would get married, and he would have children. And the promised Messiah explains this in his book, Anjami Atam, and states that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has already foretold, which means that the promised Messiah will take a wife and have children. Obviously, marriage and children have not been mentioned incidentally, because everyone normally gets married and has children. And there is nothing remarkable about it. Marriage here means an extraordinary marriage, which would serve as a sign. And the children are the special children regarding whom I have already made a prophecy. In other words, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has answered these dark-hearted deniers. He's told them that these prophecies will surely be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> the Prophet has so beautifully mentioned that Fundamentally, people get married and have children. So what is this special quality that the Holy Prophet mentioned about the promised Messiah? So it shows that 
when he would get married and he would be blessed with children, they would be extraordinary children who would serve the faith. And we see that the 52 uh, years, when, um, again, some details I'm, I'm skipping, but when his son was elected as the second caliph, then the 52 years or the 52 years of his golden era, um, they prove about how he served Islam to the fullest. There were translations of the Holy Quran rendered during his era. There were missions established across the world. As we know that the first mosque in London um, was under his supervision and under his leadership that was uh, built here in 1924. Uh, it was founded in 1924 and then uh, built by 1926. Um, and then there were numerous addresses, sermons that he delivered showcasing the truthfulness of the religion of Islam. Um, I mean, I've just summarized it and probably my words uh, cannot do justice to the mannerism in which uh, this extraordinary son served the religion of Islam. So this is the actual meaning of this particular prophecy with regards to this extraordinary son, that he would be one of extraordinary qualities and he would serve the faith of Islam. Uh, you know, if we go further, he has also prophesied some unfortunate events of the future, such as the plague and earthquakes. Some say that uh, foretelling devastating things as a sign of again to wishing bad on people. What do you say to that? So we should remember, as, as I mentioned in, the, in my introductory remarks, that again, when a prophet comes, he is supported by many different signs. And those signs can also be heavenly signs, celestial signs, and earthly signs as well. And the fact of the matter is that God Almighty displays these signs as a warning to people. Because fundamentally, we know that a prophet, when he comes, he cannot do anything um, you know, on his own part. If he says that God Almighty has told me that this and this sign will occur, and it occurs in that manner, that showcases that he is truthful. No prophet can ever prophesize that this, you know, earthly, um, uh, you know, this uh, earthquake would happen or a plague would happen or these devastating, um, you know, natural disasters would occur. It is only when they are informed by God Almighty that they make such prophecies. And of course, they never desire that mankind or should, or any sort of, Misfortune should befall mankind. But again, these signs are a form of warning the people that God Almighty's messenger, his prophet, has come. And now you should accept him. Just one example, during the time of the promised Messiah, we know um, from not only our Islamic traditions, but also in the Bible it's mentioned that when the Messiah would appear, the earth would be struck with uh, plague. And, you know, obviously when the promised Messiah came, particularly the area or the subcontinent 
was struck by the plague. And it was there to serve as a sign for the people to understand that the promised Messiah has appeared. But even in spite of that, even though this sign was a you know, supporting factor that the promised Messiah has appeared, it's mentioned in a narration by one of his companions that the promised Messiah would weep before God Almighty, that, oh God, save these people. If these people are going to be destroyed, who is going to be left to worship you? Now, does that not show that a prophet has more love, more empathy, more affection for the creation than a mother does have for her own, you know, children? So these, uh, you know, plagues and earthquakes, they do serve as signs, um, but at the end of the day, a prophet never desires misfortune to befall people. And one other aspect about how this um, question can be answered as well, the Promised Messiah has also mentioned this, that sometimes within these uh, natural occur- these natural disasters, when they occur, you know, the question is sometimes raised that why are you know the believers and disbelievers um, both, you know, they are killed in such uh, disasters. And the Promised Messiah actually referred to the battle of uh, Badr uh, during the time of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, where he mentioned that fundamentally life is not eternal. And if a person dies during a battle or during these natural disasters, a believer, then God Almighty will bestow upon him the rank of martyrdom. And as we know in Islam, that the rank of martyrdom is a very high rank. And it is something where a person um, becomes a dweller of paradise. So he is granted paradise without any sort of judgment. Yet at the same time, those people who disbelieve in God Almighty, those people who create chaos and mischief in the world, they are sent to hell. So this fact should always be remembered that, again, when these uh, natural disasters occur as a result of a prophecy of a prophet, it's not done so with the intention of hurting people or cursing people. Rather, when such occurrences happen, it's for them to be drawn towards God Almighty. Sometimes a person we know, um, many of us, us know that sometimes when a person uh, sees something bad, he becomes cautious about something. There are, there are few people who, if you just exhort them, if you advise them that don't do this, you know, they follow in suit. But sometimes some drastic or harsh actions need to be taken as well for that person to realize that he is acting Uh, in a bad manner. So this is one way that um, we can understand these prophecies uh, that occur uh, through natural disasters. Uh, That's right, true. Uh, You know, the community of the Promised Messiah, Salaam, peace be upon him, has grown uh, very rapidly in, in the world. Can we attribute this to the promise he received from God Almighty or is it a simple case of different groups thriving thriving at various times? 
Well, <clears throat> we attribute this to God Almighty because how was it possible that a person from a small hamlet in the Punjab claims and says that God Almighty has told me, and this is even before um, you know he claimed to be the, uh, the, the promised Messiah and Imam Mahdi, God Almighty has told me that I shall give you a large party in Islam. I shall cause thy message to reach the corners of the earth. How is it possible that a person from a small hamlet, there's hardly you know, any sort of technological advancement happening in that very hamlet. It is a very rudimentary hamlet. Yet a person, one person, remember it's only one person, one person claims that God Almighty has told me that I shall cause their message to reach the corners of the earth. And now, today, his message has reached 218 countries of the world. So it is impossible to fathom that the Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Muhammad of Qadian, you know, made this assumption from himself. Of course, this can and only can be attributed to God Almighty and His grace. Otherwise, as I mentioned, it's impossible for His message to have reached these parts of the world. And another thing that we need to remember is that <clears throat> there have been so many claimants in the past who have claimed to be the Messiah. There was, um, you know, one person here in the United Kingdom during the time of the promised Messiah who claimed to be the Messiah, and then thereafter he even claimed to be God. There was one person in the United States who, uh, by the name of uh, John Alexander Dowie, he claimed to be Elijah, the forerunner of Jesus, and said that Jesus would come in 25 years. Now, John Alexander Dowie and uh, the uh, and uh, um, John uh, Hugh Piggott, both of these people had a large following, and John Alexander Dowie actually had an even larger following. You know, it was in the tens of thousands of people that would follow him, and his estimated um, value or the the way that he was rich. Um, you know, his estimated value at that time was around uh, 80, 80 million. And that was at that time. So just imagine how rich he would have been during these times if you were to calculate it. Yet, we see what happens, that even though, even though they had a large following and John Alexander Dowie's message had, had reached some places outside of America as well, his message had reached all the way to China, However, what happened is that there was an incline, but then there was a stark decline, and their movements finished. And you can go and see that all the people that have claimed to be a Messiah or a Mahdi, where are their groups now? Yet Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed is a person who claimed to be that promised Messiah, that Imam Mahdi, whose advent had been foretold by the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and other past prophets as well. And yet still his community is thriving in 218 countries across the world. So this is a very um, grand sign as well. And 
just to mention, um, you know, for our listeners as well, that uh, just um, a, f- a few weeks ago, the fifth caliph, fifth successor of Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Muhammad, went into the city of John Alexander Dawi to inaugurate a mosque built by our community. I mean, that says it all. That a person, John Alexander Dawi, a person who said that I would not allow any Muslim to come into Zion. Yet now, the Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, who had a prayer, who he had a prayer deal with, John Alexander, under, uh, John Alexander Dawi dies. Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, <coughs> his community thrives. They build a mosque in Zion, and then his fifth successor comes and inaugurates the mosque, and the mayor of Zion presents. Uh, his Holiness, the fifth successor of the Promised Messiah, with the key to the town. Now, you know, this itself is 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 a grand sign um, that the Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Hamid could not have said these things on his own account. Rather, they were said on account of God Almighty. And this further shows that the person who went there as well to inaugurate the mosque and to received the key directly from the mayor, this shows that he is also uh, a man of God, and he is the true successor of the Promised Messiah as well. So, you know, these things um, can be mentioned into in more detail, but I think this should uh, suffice for the, this question. Indeed. Um, Imam Rabib, is it possible for you if you can just merely touch, uh, you know, the time of the Promised Messiah when he was born and... Uh, how he, you know, did a claim, and how you know the Ahmadiyya, the Islam Ahmadiyya was spreaded from Qadhan. If you can touch a little bit more about that, please. So, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed was born in uh, 1835, and then around um, 1890, 1891, uh, he claimed to be uh, the Messiah and Mahdi. So. <clears throat> The fundamental thing with regards to the claim of Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Hamid was that he did not do it of his own accord, mm-hmm. but rather it was done on the basis of divine revelation. Mm-hmm. And I'll just give one very simple example. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, like it was the concept of the general Muslims, and even nowadays, that Jesus... Uh, you know, would descend from heaven. Before Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed made the claim of uh, Messiahship and Mahdiship, you know, this was also his understanding as well that Jesus would descend from the heaven. But when, if you were to see that, uh, you know, if we were to put it in the, you know, the, the language of nowadays, what made him do a U-turn um on this very concept, and this is a concept held really, very dearly by the Muslims. What was it? How can a person, you know, have a full U-turn from that concept and says, no, Jesus has died, God Almighty has told me that I'm the Messiah and I'm the Mahdi. So the fact of the matter is that a person can only do this through God Almighty's understanding. And that's what our understanding of Mahdi is. Mahdi basically means the one who is rightly guided, one who gains knowledge from God Almighty, and thereafter he imparts that guidance to people. So 
This also shows that Mirza Ghulam Ahmed was that Mahdi when God Almighty informed him of such things that were generally contrary to some of the beliefs that the Muslims held. And thereafter, as we know that you know his message um, spread throughout the world during his lifetime, it had actually spread here to the United Kingdom, uh, to America, um, New Zealand also, and Australia also published some articles about some of the prophecies um, that he made, and particularly the prophecy that he made with regards to Alexander Dowie. Um, and then, you know, after his demise, then spiritual successorship known as Khilafat or Caliphate, um, that began. And presently, we are in the fifth uh, Caliphate, the head of our community, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmed, uh, may Allah be his helper, is continuing the work um, that the Promised Messiah started. And what, would, what was his work? To rejuvenate the true teachings, the pristine teachings of Islam, and promulgate and propagate that to the corners of the world so that the entire world um, can become blessed with the religion of Islam. And what is the religion of Islam? What does it teach? It teaches peace and harmony. It teaches us how to respect one another. Even if a person holds you know, a different belief or is of a different religion, Islam teaches us to respect that. We may have some you know, uh, debates um, you know, based upon certain things, but obviously they are done in the confinements um, of uh, uh, being respectful to one another. And, you know, there's no coercion in accepting the religion of Islam. So these are those fundamental principles um, that the Promised Messiah and now his uh, caliph, his fifth successor, is spreading throughout the world. And uh, this is what the followers uh, of Mirza Ghulam Ahmed are also striving to do. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for joining us today. And thank you for giving us insight on this uh, blessed topic. Uh, thank you for joining us and have a nice evening. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As we were discussing, uh, you know, the, the topic, even Imam Rabib discussed uh, the topic in length. You know, the, the fulfillment of prophecies, why they are important and why we are discussing it. So whenever, you know, we uh, look at any prophet who claims to be a prophet and he is the person who was foretold by the previous prophets, it is very necessary to look into it that whether the prophecies which were made before that person claims that he is a messiah or he is a prophet of the time, whether he, you know, fulfills that requirements. And the second sign of his truthfulness is that whatever he claims for, whatever he says that this is going to happen, this will happen in future what kind of, you know, any prophecy he made in his life, that has to be fulfilled. And that's why we were discussing this topic today. And if I read the own words of the promised Messiah, he states, and I quote, he says that in every age, God Almighty has raised someone to display the signs of that perfect and holy one. In this age, he has sent me with the title of promised Messiah. Signs are being shown from heaven and all sorts of extraordinary events are coming to pass. And we see 
that many prophecies which were made by the previous prophets were fulfilled and the prophecies he made was also fulfilled and getting you know, being fulfilled even now and i would like to you know request the imam rawahuddin with is me today if you can just mention a little bit more about the prophecies we find in bibles uh, in, in in the holy quran and elsewhere ji thank you so much um, anik rahman i think there are so many uh, prophecies given um uh regarding the promise the advent of the promised messiah and imam mahdi and um i think um our previous guest uh, mentioned a few um as we know that in uh, so starting with with the quran i mean you mentioned before the caller came, uh, the, the guest we had that um there was a prophecy regarding um the sun uh, the solar and moon, uh, lunar eclipse where in the holy quran it says and the moon is eclipsed and the sun and the moon are brought together now it's very interesting that we find the narration of the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him that uh, was you know something that he said 1400 years ago in regards to the imam mahdi and that was that he said that for our mahdi there are two signs which have never appeared before since the creation of the heavens and the earth namely the moon will be eclipsed on the first night in the month of ramadan uh, which means that on the first of the nights on which a lunar eclipse can occur and the sun will be eclipsed on the middle day of ramadan meaning on the one of the days on which the solar eclipse can occur now and then he further on says that these signs have not appeared since god created the heavens and the earth so these signs were specific to the imam mahdi so a an imam mahdi had to come and claim to be the imam mahdi and then during his lifetime this uh, prophecy had to be fulfilled now as we know that um, the month of ramadan is uh, an islamic month uh which is according to the lunar calendar and it moves uh throughout the year so the, the, there is a change uh within um the lunar calendar in comparison to the to the solar calendar and that sign had to happen specifically in the month of ramadan and then you know the specific dates were given that in the beginning and um, you know in the first few nights the lunar eclipse will happen and in the middle of the night uh, days the solar eclipse will happen mm-hmm. and then again he mentioned this twice that these signs have not appeared since god almighty created the heavens and the earth now the beautiful thing here is that during the time of the promised messiah imam mahdi hazrat nazawulam ahmed this solar and lunar eclipse occurred in the eastern hemisphere in 1894 and in the western hemisphere in 1895 exactly um during the month of ramadan and the promised messiah as we know lived from 1835 to 1908 now this is a very specific sign which the holy prophet peace be upon him uh, mentioned 
1400 years ago, specifically for the Imam Mahdi. And as our previous guests also mentioned, that there are so many people that claimed to be uh, the Mahdi or the Messiah, but mm. none of them had this divine support. Uh, and for none of them, uh, these kind of prophecies were fulfilled. I mean, there's so many uh, prophecies when we look at the Holy Quran or when we see, um, you know, different scriptures that suggest that the promised Messiah would appear in the 13th and 14th century after Islam. Um, I mean, for instance, um, we, we know that the promised Messiah, Imam Mahdi, and peace be upon him, he himself notes this in his book, A Heavenly Sign. Uh, he says a holy figure by the name of Ni'matullah Wali penned his vision in a poem and he said that immediately after the passage of 1200 years I see terrible things happening. But do not grieve for in the midst of these anxieties I envision the joy of meeting the sweetheart. When the unfruitful winter is over I envision the rising of the sun of a happy spring. When his tenure comes to its successful end I see that he will be succeeded by his illustrious son. Now, apart from that, there are many, many different scriptures um, in which, um, you know, um, the signs of the Imam Mahdi were given. Um, and for that, you know, we, we know that in uh, the Holy Scriptures, in the Holy Quran, um, as well as the, um, you know, various scriptures that speak of the coming of the Messiah, such as in the Bible, in Torah, in, in the Zendavesta, etc. So, uh, just to keep it short, that there's so many signs uh, that pinpoint uh, the advent of the Messiah and Imam Mahdi. Yes, you know, even in Bible, we see it says that if I, you know, quote, it says, For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shine even unto the west, and shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. It's in Matthew chapter 24, verse 27. And again in the Bible, there's another uh, point where it says that, and the time of daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh the soul set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed he, blessed is he that with and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. So basically, the timings, the timing of coming of the Promised Messiah has mentioned in these, in this verse. And if we see that when the Promised Messiah came, he came in, you know, twelve hundred ninety years after the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and his son came around thirteen thirty five years after the prom of the Holy Prophet uh, peace be upon him. So it's very you know important to see when. He was, you know, uh, the, when that advent of the promise happened. And it's according to the verses even mentioned in Bible. And as, uh, you know, Imam Rabahuddin uh, was mentioning different signs which mentioned in the, uh, in the, in the uh, hadith, the saying of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and the other saintly people. You know, once the promise the holy prophet holy prophet sallallahu he was sitting among his companions and uh, the verse was revealed and then um, it goes that and among others from among them who have not yet joined them he is the mighty the voice 
and the companion asked the holy prophet peace be upon him that who is those people who haven't joined so he you know put his hand uh, on the shoulder of one of the companion and he said that he will be among his progeny so we find that when we look in the history and the you know the family tree of the promised muslim we finds out that the companion on which the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has you know put his hand on his shoulder he was persian similarly the promised messiah sallallahu alaihi he came from persia and eventually he start living in a small town in in, in india and if we discuss further about his appearance where he will appear we find that the holy prophet peace be upon allah be upon him said that allah will send the messiah son of mary he will descend close to the white menorah of the east of damascus and if we you know see the where the qadian the small town has you know located it's exactly on the east of damascus similarly if we discuss his personality further there's another question comes up how he will look like even regarding this the promise the holy prophet peace be upon him stated that i saw jesus moses and ibrahim jesus was the red complexion and had curly hair and broad shoulders while i was sleeping i saw that i was performing a circuit of the kaaba it was a man of brownish color and stayed here so i inquired who he was they said this is the messiah son of mary so the description of second messiah as the son of mary it's slightly different which means that they won't be a little person they will have a same qualities that's why they're two different person but as mentioned as the messiah which meant that the the jesus would won't be the same jesus will be coming back by a person who will having the same quality within him and he will be coming as a messiah as people are waiting in, in every religion so if you know we discuss the sign of latter days of course we go we see in 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 the world right now that people are still waiting for the messiah reformer who can bring peace within this world and to have a true peace we need to basically you know look back to god almighty for a start following what he wants from us start you know living our lives uh, which bring peace within the within the world for that is very necessary that there should, there should be someone there should be one who was supposed to be coming and people are still waiting for it and is also mentioned that he will come in latter days there are so many prophecies regarding latter days that what kind of latter days there would be so if i discuss of the holy quran we see that in 81st chapter of the holy quran you know contains many signs of latter days i will mention few it says that when the stars are obscured this could reference exceptionally large number of stars and meteors that fell into the time of the promised messiah salam if i give another example this is when the mountains are made to move in modern times dynamites began to use to move mountains and they have been utilized for other purposes and there's another example a sign it says when the when the she camels 
will become pregnant and they will be abandoned. And we see now the use of the camels are not as it used to be. Now there are other means of traveling. People, you know, do not take, uh, you know, put load on the camels, especially those who are pregnant. And there are many can be mentioned which are related to the latter days and that how the day will be, how the, uh, you know, uh, the latter days will look like. And then the promised Messiah, a reformer, which world is in need now, will come and reform this whole world. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, Ahmadi Muslim, the Ahmadi Muslim Association, he, they believe that this Messiah is the same Messiah was foretold in the prophecies of many prophets. Jesus, you know, in, in Bible, in, in Torah, and in the Ahadith, and in the Holy Quran, of course. And he's the same Messiah, and he is there to reform this world. I would like to request uh, Imam Rivahuddin if he can mention, uh, you know, some other, uh, you know, the signs which occurred in the life of the uh, in the life of the Holy Prophet, uh, the Promised Messiah, Islam, especially if we discuss about plague and world war and earthquakes. Right. So, uh, as you rightly mentioned, that. Um, uh, there were a lot of signs during uh, the lifetime of um, uh, the Promised Messiah that were giving proof of his truthfulness. Um, and, um, you know, uh, the, the, for instance, um, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, um, mentioned that when the Promised Messiah and Imam Mahdi will come, he will be descend close to the white mineral of east of Damascus. Mm-hmm. And we know that um, the Promised Messiah Imam Mahdi was born in Qadian, which is a village um, in, in, uh, in the Punjab area of, of, of India. And he was of Persian descent. So in regards to the location, if you look at the map, it is exactly, uh, you know, when we draw a line from uh, Damascus to Gadian. It's a fairly straight line mm-hmm. uh, east to um, uh, to Damascus. So that was one sign um, that uh, you know he, he was given um, for the uh, promised Messiah and Imam Mahdi. Now uh, there are also other signs that would you know give. Uh, you know, further detail in regards to, um, you know, his appearance, uh, how he would look. And I think you mentioned that before as well. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the one of the signs uh, in regards to, um, to, to his, uh, you know, in, in his life um, regarding the, the, the challenges that he had uh, and the victories he had. Hmm. For instance, uh, one of the, the enemies of the Promised Messiah, uh, peace be upon him, was Pandit Lekran, um, and he was in India. And he wrote a book about Islam. Now, this was not a you know appraisal, but rather he wrote a book where he used abusive language 
um, about Islam and uh, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Now, in um, uh, now, in, 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 in regards to this, in 1886, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, announced that God Almighty had revealed to him uh, about the end of a few persons. But since he did not wish ill on anyone and uh, he did not want to cause distress, he refrained from publishing any of the details of it. Now, this person, Pandit Lekram, ridiculed him and insulted Islam, and he did not stop. So after a few years, in 1893, the Promised Messiah published um, you know, the, the, the prophecy in detail. And the prophecy entailed that within six years from today, which was that February 20th, 1893, this man will be overtaken by severe torment as a punishment for the disrespect which he has manifested towards the Holy Prophet. By announcing this prophecy, I inform all Muslims Christians and followers of other religions that if this person is not overtaken within the period of six years from today by a torment that is distinguishable from ordinary suffering, that should bear an extraordinary character and should be in the nature of divine chastisement. Then you can truly say that I have not been sent by God Almighty, nor do I speak under his spirit. So very clearly uh, he announced that from today, six years, um, you know, he will, uh, if he does not uh, refrain from, um, you know, from his wrongdoing, then God Almighty will, um, you know, chastise him. Now, in, in response, Lekran prophesied that the promised Messiah would die of cholera within three years, which was false as the promised Messiah passed away 15 years later in 1908. And in 1897, Lekram was murdered within his well-protected house and the murderer was never found. Now the prophecy of the promised Messiah uh, -Islam, revealed by God came true word, word for word. That's amazing, you know, how the prophecies uh, when God Almighty tells something to a prophet it uh, gets fulfilled. Even though, you know, the people uh, the, the, the opposition, they even try to respond in the same way but of course the words of God will definitely you know get fulfilled at the end and that's what we seen in the you know matter of Lekram and Alexander Dawi that even they tried the same way they in in, in, in their own thinking they were thinking they can prophesy, uh, prophesy something and then it will become true but indeed you know God Almighty said that if I send a prophet if I send a reformer, the you know the power which I send through him is the signs. The signs gets fulfilled, and through the fulfillment of signs, people you know acknowledge yes, he is a true prophet from God, and whatever he is saying is absolutely right. And you know people start following it. Similar similar thing happened with the promised Messiah Islam when in the in his lifetime. You know, first of all, the other prophecies were fulfilled, which were made by the previous prophets, and especially the prophecy of solar lunar eclipse. You know, people start accepting the promise of Islam. They have seen the spiritualness which was around him. He used to tell people that come and live in Kadian. He used to take care of those guests. 
to you know see the spiritualness through their own eyes to feel it and people used to come and stay there and they've seen the signs and they accepted islam on his hand and they you know acknowledge that this he's the true messiah he's the messiah which you know people are waiting for many years and the prophecies which is making is getting fulfilled if you know we discuss this further this so many things can be discussed which i intend to cover in the second hour of the of, of this show which uh, you know will uh, will be back after news but before going uh, to our news which we still have few minutes i would like to you know discuss the uh, you know the past of the, the the prophets we see that whenever a prophet comes the people who accepts those prophets prophets there some difficulties comes with it as well that companions of the prophet have to face some difficulties but another sign of his truthfulness of any prophet even that the people who accept them people who you know do initiation on their hands they never leave them and they are ready to sacrifice their life even but when they realize that this is the truth this person is from god whatever he is saying is absolutely right the signs which he is making is getting fulfilled so they had no other choice to leave they truly believe on that person and the same thing happened even in the life of you know many prophets and the promised messiah islam that noble people accepted islam and one of the noble people you know person who accepted islam which was you know later martyred because he accepted him as a messiah he accepted that jesus has passed away because he was an ordinary person and the second coming of jesus is not in a physical way the person who will come he will have the same qualities as jesus he will reform the world once again on the name of islam and through the guidance of allah the almighty and because some people do not understand this they were martyred and definitely i will be discussing and we will discuss this uh, with imam rawuddin in, in detail when we'll come back in the second hour as you know you can contact us on uh, www.voiceofislam.co.uk similarly uh, you can contact us as well on uh, 0208 687 7878 on instagram we normally send out the, uh, the the topic which we're discussing today which is what makes you believe in the truth of the promise of islam that many people have replied i would like to read two or three of them it says severe plague around is coming that when he came there was a prophecy that there will be a plague and a plague happened and he prophesied and the prophecy got fulfilled and people accepted him because the prophecy was to prophesy so please join us back after the news break we will discuss this further <laughs>
I speak the truth that this is the age in which Muslims, according to their belief, and Christians, according to their ideology, were waiting for someone to come. This is the promised time. He who had to come has come, whether anyone accepts him or not. God Almighty always manifests mighty signs in support of those whom he sends to the world. He inclines the hearts so that they should accept him. Whatever had been divinely determined in respect of the promised Messiah has come to pass. Whether anyone believes or not, the promised Messiah has arrived, and I am he. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadiyan, the promised Messiah and Mahdi alayhi salam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessing of Allah be upon you. To all our listeners as well, welcome back in the Drive Time Show in Voice of Islam. Before the news break, we were discussing the prophecies of the promised Messiah Salam, that what kind of prophecies was made in his lifetime by him and how they got fulfilled. We have discussed few of them and uh, we will be discussing furthermore and if our listeners who are listening to our show, they can also, you know, send their question through the voiceofislam.co.uk and they can contact us even on 0208-687-7878. Before <clears throat> going to the discussion once again, as I was saying before, that uh, we have asked this question on even uh, Instagram, that what makes you believe in the truth of the promised Messiah and many people have replied and uh, I've read a few comments before going to the news there are some others one you know if Fatmirza says the fulfillment of the prophecies if the prophecy of a prophet which which was made by him and even before by other saintly people and prophets if they are getting fulfilled Definitely, that person is from God. Then, is Tahir Ahmed says the truth of the promised Messiah Islam, and then another person says the writing are so pure and divine, but yet so simple explained for humankind. Another purpose of the coming of the promised Messiah to Islam was to convey the true and show a true path to. You know, everyone, all human beings were living in the world. And he has explained all matters in his writings through which we can, you know, uh, purify ourselves, we can gain spirituality, we can have peace within the society. And he has shown the path through which we can basically find God Almighty. There's a discussion when we discuss people that people, they ask people, they say there's there's no God, God doesn't exist, God doesn't speak, He never listens to me. He has also told us the way we can reach to Him. And this is the work of the Prophet and this was supposed, you know, the the, the, the uh, you know work of, of a Prophet, of the Reformer in who's supposed to be coming in the latter days to show people that how they can connect with God Almighty. Who is their God? 
and that's what the promised Messiah Salam, has done through his writings and there's another uh, person says that it's all proven by logic and science and then the Muhammad he says the Quranic and Hadith references when combined and we have discussed this that when we discuss the Quranic verses the Ahadith even the word of saintly people they all come together to show the truthfulness of the promised Messiah of Qadian. If we discuss further his signs I was discussing about the martyrdom of two you know loyal obedient followers of the promised Messiah while there is a prophecies about his enemies he was also foretold about the martyrdom of his devotees for their steadfastness and faith as we see that find out in, in his book that he received the revelation which goes that two goats will be slaughtered everyone who lives here will meet this end and we see that these prophecies this prophecy which was made regarding two goats was fulfilled 20 years after this revelation Molvi Abdurrahman and Sabzada Sayyid Abdul Latif became first two Ahmadi martyrs and the knowledge he received from God was fulfilled though it was not an incident that brought joy to community the prophecy was true and displayed the truth of the promised Messiah Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Qadian peace be upon him so see there's another prophecy which of course not something which brings joy but indeed a prophecy which was made by a prophet by the Messiah in his day and age was fulfilled after 20 years when these you know obedient followers devotees were martyred because they accepted the promise of Islam right now we have another uh, guest with us uh, is Naseem Imam Naseem Bajwa he is serving in a mosque in a London mosque called Beth Futu I uh, would say Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh to him peace be upon wa- you and Zakallah for joining with us today wa- wa- Imam Naseem Bajwa Sahib, some of the prophecies regarding the promised Messiah Islam, peace be upon him, are ambiguous and not clear. How can we recognize who they concern if this is the case? Right. <coughs> First of all, I would like to say that uh, the Holy Quran has very categorically told us that one of the most convincing argument about the truthfulness of the prophets of Allah is that Allah grants them the knowledge of the unseen. Mm-hmm. And when those their prophecies are fulfilled, that's the proof of their truthfulness. This is mentioned in Surah Al-Jinn, uh, verse 27 and 28, where Allah says, Alim ul ul now, we see that uh, Masih Islam claimed to be, a, um, to be the prominent Messiah, Imam Adin, also prophet under the 
flow of Islam and of the Holy Quran and subordinate to Prophet Mustafa Sallallahu Now Allah Taala granted him also lot of uh, prophecies which were uh, fulfilled very clearly. Some of them, for example, I just uh, I'll mention very briefly that about Lake Ram, for example. He made the prophecy in 1893 that Allah has told me that he will die within six years' time. I'll not go into details what happened, what, but only this prophecy was there. So, after four years, on 6th of March, 1897, he did, uh, he was killed. Now, the interesting thing is that Prophet was also told, and he wrote it in, the, in his book, that uh, the day he will be uh, he, he will be killed or die. That will be adjacent to the day of Eid. And surprisingly, only one day before, on 5th of May, March 1897, that was the day of Eid. Mm-hmm. And next day, next day, this day uh, crime was killed. So how clearly this prophecy is fulfilled? Word by word. Then, the promise I was told, for example, that uh, the plague is uh, is coming and uh, his house will be safe. And he said that this is the revelation I have received in you, Hafizukullah Manfiddar, that Allah is saying that I will protect everyone, everyone who lives in your house. And this revelation he wrote in his book, Kashtiya Nuhat Aat, and it was published in 1902. Now, millions of people died in India and uh, in other countries in those days. But not a single person died in the house of the Pongsah PSPF1. So if this is not a clear-cut prophecy, then what it, what it is? Then about uh, the, the, uh, Dr. John Alexander Doy of America, about him, Allah told him that he will die within his lifetime. And he uh, gave this news to the papers of uh, United States and other countries as well. And they published that prophecy when John Alexander Doy was, you know, in his full self and he was the you know, founder of the city of Zion and a great preacher of Christianity. Now, so at that time this prophecy was made and that was in 1902. And five years later, uh, on 9th March 1907, he did And uh, And the uh, was still alive. And this was the prophecy. And this prophecy was fulfilled uh, so clearly that recently, the present head of the Ahmadi Muslim community, he went to Zion and he has opened the, uh, inaugurated the uh, mosque, Ahmadi Mosque there. And he read some of the quotations of the newspapers of that time, and one of them was this, that Boston Herald of June 23, 1907, wrote that Doi died with his hands fallen away from his him, and his fortune dwindled. He suffered from paralysis and insanity. He died in miserable death with joint city tone and frayed by internal dissension. And then he writes, Mirza, that is Mirza Ulam Mirza comes forward frankly and states that he has won his challenge. So, 
there are many other nuclear proventions. Now, the other part of the question was that sometimes the proxies are not uh, uh, clear. So in, what, in that situation, what should we do? So I'll just give you one example of that as well. For example, as Mr. Osam made the prophecy about the Muslim Mahud uh, in uh, on February 20th, February 1886. Now, when he wrote this prophecy, one part of the prophecy was that wo teen ko char karne wala hoga. And Pamisa himself writes in bracket that I have not understood the meaning of this uh, prophecy, uh, this part of the prophecy. Now, many people made made different stories at that time or they could not understand but now unfortunately there are some people who uh, misinterpret even up to now while that Muslim Islam himself clarified it clearly in his book Tariyakur Kulub and this is in Rohani Khazain volume 15 page 154 where he says that Ilham ye tha so he says that this part of the prophecy that uh, will convert three into four, it meant that there will be four sons and one of them will be Muslim out. Hmm. And, and he says that that's all those four sons have already born. Now, he writes the name of them as well. Then he says the first one is Hazrat Mirza Bashir, Mahmoud Ahmad then Mirza Bashir Ahmad then Mirza Shrif and Mirza Mubarak Ahmad So now, from these four people, one had to be Muslim out. And there is only one who claimed that he is the Muslim out. And he is accepted by the um, uh, those who were present at that time. As far as Bidam Varakam is concerned, he died in infancy, this why uh, he, he will not be counted among them. I mean, in fact, uh, because the prophecy said that this son will be born within three nine years, so in fact, only has Mr. Bashir Mahmoud Ahmad and Mr. Bashir Ahmad Sahib were born within that uh, uh, period. And as I have said, that only has Mr. Bashir Mahmoud Ahmad Sahib made the claim that he is Muslim more than as Mr. Bashir Ahmad Sahib accepted him. So, how clearly all the prophecies fulfilled. The only thing is one needs to, uh, you know, make proper investigation. Uh, then so he can very easily understand. Uh, true, uh, Imam Nasim Baja Sahib. Now, uh, if we go uh, further regarding, you know, the, the understanding of prophecies, we see that some prophecies of revelation are revealed in metaphor. And the many prophets, they have, uh, you know, given their prophecies in metaphor. Would you... Uh, explain that why these prophecies are in metaphors. Right. So it is true that uh, sometimes the prophecies are made in such a way that uh, the person who receives it, he cannot understand properly. As I have already given you one uh, example, but in the Holy Quran we find that, uh, for example, as Nur al-Islam was told, that he and his uh, family, you know, wife, children, they will all be saved from the uh, uh, destruction of the blood. But what happened? The son of Nur al-Islam, he died. So at that time, even Hazrat Nuh himself was not able to understand it. This is why it is mentioned in the Holy Quran 
that Hazrat Nu himself said to God Almighty, or not you made the promise with me that my family will be saved, but now here, what what can I say to the my opponents that my own son has died? Now, in answer to this, Allah the Almighty said, Innahu laisa min ahlika. He is not from your family. Innahu amalun gairu salihin. Because he was unrighteous. Now, see, now this is a different understanding of the prophecy which is given to Prophet of God Almighty, although the words, original words in which he received the uh, prophecy, that did not indicate that clearly that only those are your from your family who, who, who are righteous and who, who have accepted you. <clears throat> so that means that it has been happening in the past that Allah Ta'ala sometimes uh, gives the prophecy in such a way that uh, they, when they are fulfilled, then you understand them properly. Now the thing is why it happens. That was one of one part of the question. It happened because Allah the Almighty wants to test the faith of the believers. That do they accept uh, the interpretation of God or they in, only accept the interpretation of their own self? Do they, th- do, do they, do they think that they are perfect uh, in their knowledge? Not at all. So this is how Allah wants to see that obedience of the believers in this way. So some prophecies are very clearly uh, mentioned and they are fulfilled. And there are some prophecies in which there, there, are, there are some, you see, points which are not mentioned uh, in the beginning, but later on they become clear. Now, you see, in this regard, I would also like to mention one prophecy of the uh, prominent Messiah as well, peace be upon him. Uh, although I have many other examples of uh, as Musa al-Islam, the Yunus al-Islam, of the Holy Prophet Muhammad al but uh, the time doesn't permit me, but I'll give only one example of the prominent Messiah, peace be upon him. For example, he, Prophet Messiah, <coughs> announced that he has been given uh, the prophecy that uh, Muhammad Begum, who was uh, one of his relatives, uh, uh, she will be married to the Prophet Messiah, peace be upon him. So not many non-Hamadis nowadays, they write many books, they make speech, which is on this and this, say that, you see, the Zeta have said that uh, he will be married to Muhammad Begum, but this marriage didn't take place, so that means that his prophecy is not fulfilled. But they are very, you know, uh, unjust and cruel when they don't tell the whole story. The thing is that the family, she was from the family, and the family wanted to have some sign from God Almighty. So when Allah Ta'ala, when Prophet Sahib prayed for the sign, Allah Ta'ala gave them the sign that asked the father of Muhammad Begum, who, whose name was Ahmad Beg, that uh, he should uh, uh, give uh, his daughter, Muhammad Begum, uh, in marriage to the Prophet Sahib, peace be upon him. But at the same time, it was told, and he very clearly mentioned that Allah has also told me that if he will not accept this proposal, then he will die within three years. And it was also told to him that, and he also mentioned this in the prophecy, that the person to whom she will be married, that person will also die in two and a half years. Now what happens that uh, this uh, the father of the of Muhammad Begum, 
uh, he give uh, uh, his uh, daughter to someone else whose name was Sultan Muhammad. He is a Sultan. Now what happens? He called the prophecy. Ahmad Beg, the father, he did die within that period which was given, that is three years, but in fact it was only after six months he died. So nowadays these Malvis and the opponents never mention this, that how clearly this prophecy was fulfilled. The second part of the prophecy was that uh, uh, then Sultan Muhammad, the, that is son-in-law of Muhammad Begum, husband of Muhammad Begum, he will die in two and a half years. But we should, all, we should also always remember that such prophecies are uh, conditioned with uh, repentance. For example, you know the people of Jonah, as Yunus al-Islam, as it is mentioned in the early Quran, they were told, told that they, they would be destroyed within 40 days. But did they die? No. Why? They repented. So because they repented, so this is why they, they were uh, uh, forgiven. And in fact, they found they accepted the Yunus al-Islam. So if somebody repents the prophecy, uh, you know, it's fulfilled accordingly. So in the case of Sultan Muhammad, same thing happened that he repented. And he, in fact, he has written, uh, he has given this, his repentance in writing. He also gave the interview, and this is published in the literature of the Jamaat, that he said that uh, he uh, believes that as Mr. Ghulam Zikarian is a righteous person, and I have no doubt about it. So anyhow, because of this, uh, his uh, repentance, he was not, uh, he didn't die. Now, because he didn't die, so he, she, uh, Mamadi Begum, uh, didn't become uh, widow. So unless, you see, it, uh, Sultan Muhammad had died and she become widow, she can't be married to someone else. So this is why the prophecy was fulfilled in a different manner. Now, the whole family of uh, uh, Muhammad Begum, they were so much convinced about it that about 70 members of that family accepted Muhammad. Even the son of Muhammad Begum, Tizai's half big, he also accepted and he was a very devoted family, and uh, he did his Vasiyat, and he told in Pashti Bakura, Qadiha. Uh, so you see, as far as the family is concerned, they have accepted the former Messiah, and the people, opponents are still, you see, uh, making mockery. So this is one of the examples. There are many other examples, but I think according to the time, that's enough. Uh, thank you very much. You know, uh, I had another question, but I think you briefly touched on it. Like some opponents allege that not all the prophecies of the promised Messiah were fulfilled, or uh, you know, not they even fulfilled even now. So, mm, as you yeah. already mentioned, would you like something more? Is it true, yeah, or yeah. can it be understood yeah. in a better way? Yes. You see, the thing is that uh, the prophecies of the prophets uh, uh, are such that some are fulfilled in their lifetime and mm. some are fulfilled after their demise. Uh, that's also mentioned in the Holy Quran. Now we see that uh, there were some prophecies which were not fulfilled in the lifetime of the Prophet but they were fulfilled after his demise, for example. And in fact, before that, I would like to say that in the Holy Quran, we, uh, we find that Holy Prophet also made some prophecies which were not fulfilled in his lifetime. They were fulfilled after that, and in fact, there are some prophecies which are, which have not yet fulfilled. For example, 
اس ریٹن دی ہولی قرآن ہو اللہ دی ارسل رسولہ بالحکاب دین رکھے لیجزر اولا دین کلے اللہ تعالیٰ ہے سینٹ محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو دیٹ دی گائیڈنس فیچ اللہ ہے گیون ہم دیٹ شوٹ پریویل دین دی ہول ورلڈ اینڈ ناو کین اینی بڑی سی دیٹ ایٹ ہیز پریویل فورٹین ہنڈر مور دن فورٹین ہنڈر یوز ہے پاس سٹیل یو سی دی نان مسلمز ہیں مور دن دی مسلمز اینڈ ان انفلوینس اینڈ مین یادر وی سیر مور پاور فل اس وار سو سو دیس وائی دی علماء آف اسلام The scholar of Islam said that this prophecy will be fulfilled in the time of the promise Messiah, peace be upon it. Uh, and then again, you see, Prophet Messiah came and he has started, he has laid the foundation of this and he now slowly scored this uh, prophecy is being fulfilled. And some part of it that is all, have already fulfilled. But anyhow, at the moment, which I, what I, I would like to give the example, that for example, as Messiah Muslim was told by God Almighty that a calamity is going to come, Uh, in which the czar uh, of Russia will be in a pitiable condition. And the words of the prophecy were, czar bhi hoga, to hoga us gadi pa hale zar. Now, at that time, or in the lifetime of Pramusaya, this prophecy was not fulfilled. But Pramusaya passed away in 1908, and then after that, in 1914, the First World War uh, started. And during this uh, World War, First World War, in 1917, The revolution took place in uh, Russia, and in that revolution, the uh, Tsar of Russia uh, did die in a particular condition. Similarly, Pramusha was told that the kings shall seek blessing from thy governments. Now in the lifetime of Pramusha, peace be upon him, one can say it was not fulfilled. But, but later on, through his community, the MSG of Islam Ahmadiyyad you know, spread all over the world, in different parts of the world. And in 1967, first time, uh, the head of the state of Gambia, the Gambia, West Africa, he was an Ahmadi. And, and then he wrote a letter to the Khalifa of the time, that please send me a piece of the cloth of the Prophet so that I fulfill that prophecy literally. And the piece of cloth was sent to him And this is how the prophecy was built, literally, word by word. So, although this was not fulfilled in the lifetime of the Prophet, but later on it was fulfilled. And now, in fact, there are many, you know, kings in Africa who have accepted Ahmadiyyad. Now, another for example, I'll give you another example, that Prophet uh, received the revelation that uh, I will cause the message to reach the corners of the world. So now, one can say that this prophecy was not fulfilled in his lifetime. True. Mm-hmm. But, now, can anybody say that this prophecy is not fulfilled? Through Muslim Tari ibn Ahmadiyya, which is Ahmadiyya uh, uh, channel, uh, by the grace of Allah, 24 hours, in all parts of the world, the Master Islam Ahmadiyya is uh, going. So, this is how Allah Ta'ala fulfill some of the prophecies in the lifetime of the prophet and some uh, later on. Jazakumullah, Imam Naseem Bajwa for joining us today. It was lovely speaking to you and Jazakumullah for giving insight on this blessed topic and have a nice evening. Jazakumullah. Jazakumullah for having me. Jazakumullah. Assalamu alaikum. Now we will move to another guest. 
which uh, is joining us with us uh, is Imam Raja Burhan Ahmed. Uh, he's an Imam of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Association. And uh, <clears throat> I will go to him and welcome him in the show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace be upon you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Anik Sahib, thank you very much for having me in your program. Zakmullah for joining us today. Uh, Imam Bran, uh, if we can uh, now discuss the topic which especially we're discussing today regarding the prophecies or the fulfillment of the prophecy of the Promised Messiah You know, the Promised Messiah has received many prophecies. Do these attest to the truth of his claim? Well, Hafiz Amiko Rahman Sahib, this is a very important point and should be remembered that not only the Promised Messiah I mean Mirza Ghulam Ahmad rather all the prophets, 124,000 prophets who came on the face of this earth, prophecies prophesized by them and their fulfillment. Definitely, they are the signs for the truthfulness of all the prophets and the same with the Promised Messiah you know, some opponents allege that not all of his prophecies were fulfilled or not fulfilled to the letter. Is this true or can it be understood in any better way if you can uh, discuss further about this, please? I think uh, one of the answers and the answer is that opponents always oppose what that <laughs> So same thing happens with every prophet. And you are absolutely right that there are opponents of the promised Messiah without knowing the detail or without trying to understand the the prophecy. Sometime when any prophecy or any aspect of the prophecy is not fulfilled, they simply try to allege like this or say like this that, oh, this part of the prophecy is not fulfilled or this prophecy is not fulfilled. this of my explanation make it very easy to understand that basically every prophecy is prophesied by any prophet. Some prophecies are conditional prophecies. Mm-hmm. A very simple and very easily understandable example of this is the prophet John i.e. Yunus he received a prophecy because the people of his time, the people of especially the area he was living, they were not acting according to the past of the prophecy was that if it will not change, then they will be destroyed. After telling this prophecy, may Allah be pleased with him, he left that village, that area, because it was a conditional prophecy that be destroyed because the people changed and they were not destroyed. Imam Bran Sahib, I think uh, your voice is, uh, I think there's some distortions I'm cutting down if you can. Uh, are you with us? Okay, uh, I think he will uh, join us back um, uh, within a few minutes. So as he was discussing that uh, there are some prophecies, there are some conditions to it. And if we say that the prophecies 
did not fulfilled we cannot say it because you know something some prophecies are meant to be fulfilled as it is but of course there are some prophecies there are some conditions uh which uh, needs to be uh, you know see that how, what are the conditions or uh, whether the condition has been fulfilled or not let's suppose in 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 the matter of pandit lekram it was uh, meant if he remains quiet after you know hearing that uh, you know the God, the promise messenger salam has uh, has made a prophecy about him if he remains quiet then you know there's a chance that uh, you know the, the, the this uh, uh, prophecy regarding uh, his demise or you know he will uh, die within 6 years uh, will be uh, you know removed but of course there are people in the time of promise salam they remained quiet and was you know uh, you know nothing happened to them for a while but similar thing happened with uh, you know uh, with with uh, the spandit lekram and he didn't stop and he was you know he was keep uh, doing what he was doing before so at the end what happened that because he didn't stop he continuously you know keep doing the same thing he was he was doing and he was insulting the you know the prophet holy prophet peace be upon him and eventually he saw the word that prophet sallam has prophesied uh our guest i think we are trying to get him back uh if not we you know we will going to listen to some audio clips uh, regarding uh, the promise messiah sallam and its truthfulness so we we'll listen to it and then uh, we will be uh, back and we will discuss this topic further It was for me that God caused the solar and lunar eclipses in heaven during the month of Ramadan and caused numerous other signs to be manifested on earth and thus in accordance with divine practice my truth was conclusively established God in whose hand rests my life is my witness that if you cleanse your hearts and seek other signs from God the omnipotent one is capable of showing a sign according to his own will and power without being subject to any of your importunities and i am sure that if you demand a sign from me with a genuine desire to repent and promise earnestly before god that if an extraordinary sign appears which is beyond human power you will shed all this rancor and enmity and purely for the sake of winning god's pleasure will enter into the pledge of bet with me then god being so kind and merciful will certainly show you some sign however it is not within my power to fix a period of 2 or 3 days for showing a sign or to do exactly as you wish it is the prerogative of god to choose the time three proofs of the truthfulness of the prophet one in a hadith of the holy prophet of islam sallallahu alaihi wasallam He has said that there will be two signs in the support of the Mahdi that have never occurred before since the creation of the heavens and the earth. These two signs are eclipses that would occur on very specific days during the month of Ramadan. In 1894, a few years after Hazrat Musa Ghulam Ahmad made his claim of being the promised Messiah, India and the subcontinent were witnesses to an eclipse that had occurred on the first of the three days of the full moon and in Ramadan. In the following year, in 1895. 
The USA had witnessed an eclipse that had occurred on the second of the three days of the full moon, again in Ramadan. Now we know eclipses aren't something that can be man-made, nor is there any technology on the planet that could create such a spectacle. So this has to be the work of God. This is clear, undeniable evidence in support of the truthfulness of the promised Messiah. 2. Performing miracles is commonly associated with prophethood. Jesus is said to have healed the sick, Moses is said to have parted the sea, and Jonah is said to have survived the belly of the whale. On one occasion, during the time of the promised Messiah, there was one student named Abdul Karim who fell severely ill with rabies. Now at that time, there was absolutely no cure nor any medication that could heal Abdul Karim. So the promised Messiah prayed for the recovery of the student, and Abdul Karim made a miraculous recovery. Now, without any human intervention, this can only be attributed to the work of God. A second miracle during the time of the Prophet Messiah is how he had perfected the Arabic language overnight. Now, how long would it take me or you to learn a language? Some years? Even people with degrees find it difficult to call themselves experts in the language. The Promised Messiah received a revelation of 40,000 Arabic words overnight, a language that is commonly known to be one of the most complicated languages in the world. This can again only be attributed to the work of God in support of the truthfulness of the Prophet Messiah. 3. We can see from the history of the Prophets that they have always been victorious in their claims and their missions. Similarly, the Promised Messiah has been victorious in his claims and his missions. The Promised Messiah received a prophecy from God that I shall cause thy message to reach the corners of the earth. Now the Promised Messiah received this prophecy in a rural village in India in Guardian, an unknown town to the world. Now we can see that a little over 100 years later, his message and his claim has reached over 200 countries around the world. This is nearly every country on the planet. Now who can now say that his message has not reached the corners of the earth? These are clear proofs of the truthfulness of the promised Messiah. Selections from the writings of the promised Messiah, upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya movement in Islam. Hearken ye who have ears to hear. What is it that Allah requires of you? Only that you should become his alone and set up no equal with him, neither on this earth nor in heaven. Our God is the one who is alive today as much as he ever was. Likewise, he speaks today as he did in the past. He hears as he used to hear. To think that he only listens but does not speak in this age is a vain belief. Indeed, he both hears and speaks. All his attributes are eternal and everlasting. None of his attributes were ever suspended, nor will they ever be. He is the same unique being who has no associate. He has neither son nor wife. And he is the same eternal being who is peerless, and there is none like unto him. There is no one similar to him in his attributes. None of his powers ever wane. He is near, yet far, distant, yet close. He is the highest of the high, yet it cannot be said that there is anyone below him farther than he. He is in heaven, but it cannot be said that he is not on earth. He combines in himself all the most perfect attributes and manifests the virtues which are truly worthy of praise. He is the fountainhead of all excellence. He is the all-powerful. Everything good originates from him 
and to him all things return. All possessions belong to him. In him all excellences combine. He is free from blemish, without weakness. He is unique in his right to be worshipped by all who dwell on the earth or belong to heaven. Thank you uh, and welcome back after listening the uh, the audios which was on the importance of the promise uh, accepting of the promised messiah and the uh, some you know sayings or writings of the promised messiah Islam. as we were discussing the uh, uh, you know the topic of fulfilling uh, the prophecies you know one of the questions we hear uh, that you know, there are some people in the world, they, you know, they, they do some predictions. Sometimes this question comes up that whether the, you know, the prophecies, what is the difference between prophecies and predictions? And, uh, you know, as we see, the ordinary people have also claimed to know aspects of the future. When we look uh, into these prophecies and the predictions, the major difference we find is when a prophet comes, he just not merely do one or two predictions that this will occur, uh, you know, in, in the future. The prophecies which a prophet, you know, claim that God has told me, it gets fulfilled in his lifetime. And he, you know, as we have mentioned, many incidents, many, you know, uh, opponents of the promised Messiah Islam where they you know rejected the promised Messiah that you're not from God and if you are show the sign and he's shown the sign and how they you know got fulfilled within the lifetime front of them front of their eyes you know within the life and the age of the Holy Prophet promised Messiah Islam. and the second thing is that the coming of the prophecy their prophecy is not like one or two or three prophecies it comes abundantly, you know, there are many prophecies comes within the life of the prophet, which he tells to people that this, these are the prophecies God has told me, this, these prophecies will be get fulfilled. Similarly, of course, there are prophecies for future, but the very main thing is that prophecies are for, you know, within his lifetime, which we have seen in the early prophets, that when they make a prophecy, that this will happen by this time, it happens exactly. And similarly, we have seen in the case of the promised Messiah that the prophecy he made within his lifetime, many fulfilled in his lifetime and many, you know, fulfilled after his demise. And even now is fulfilling. A person who does predictions, maybe he has done maybe one prediction, or maybe has done like few prediction, and out of few prediction, only one prediction got true. So we cannot relate the prediction with prophecies, because the prophecies are filled with you know uh, this comprehensiveness of the prophecies when they fulfill and they serve the purpose. And why they happen? The thing things are happening around them. They make prophecies on that by you know getting. Uh, knowledge from God Almighty and tell to people and eventually they become fulfilled. Another question comes up that uh, why do holy you know, persons face rejection despite the signs they bring with them? 
we've seen many prophets they show the sign even then people reject them if we go in a history and discuss every single prophet we see that most all of them have seen this rejection when they claim that they are prophet from god almighty but one thing we have to see that who are those people who reject them in first god almighty has mentioned in the holy quran that you should not be the first one who is rejecting the prophet without you know listening to him without thinking the reason people reject a person who is from god it's they have they have you know not true understanding of god almighty and they think that because they are more you know have their more respect within the society they are more established and they are more powerful and they are worthy of become a prophet the same thing happened in the life of many prophets the people who you know when a prophet he said that i'm a prophet of god he said why you why not us we have more power than you we are you know uh, ha- have uh, we are established people and how come god appointed you as a prophet you have nothing you are a poor person nobody going to listen to you so basically they think themselves so high that they didn't pay attention towards the prophets and they didn't even listen to the message he brought then what happens the people who are humble they listen they see the signs and they accept it but on the other side people who are even seeing the you know pro- uh, prophecies getting fulfilled even then they think that they are doing themselves it's not god who is doing it maybe he is trying to do himself and that's why you know eventually they end up with the, you know with the uh, as we see in the prophecies that the the person who is uh, you know opponent of any prophet at the end you know dies or face such a, such a circumstances that uh, people realize that yes whatever the prophet of god was saying he was saying right and people accept him and that's what we see in the history of prophets in islam many many people who think themselves so high they rejected the holy prophet peace be upon him the humble people the the people who were not very well off they accepted him and at the end the people who were opponent you know died and god was not with them and eventually islam spreaded people have you know have you know saw the truthfulness of the holy prophet peace be upon him similarly we have seen in the life of the promised messiah sallam that allah the almighty has you know given him a sign which he presented before people and it was accepted those people who were you know arrogant ignorant they didn't accept it and they said he is not from god he is just making stuff up but of course the signs were from god they go fulfilled the people who were humble the people who were looking for god who understood the need who knew the time is there you know 
they accepted him immediately and they could not reject him because there was no other way because they have seen the signs that he was on the exact time which was foretold by the previous prophets previous scriptures and he has shown himself signs which clearly you know stem the truthfulness that he is from god so the promised messiah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the imam of the day and age indeed we believe him he is the imam he is the reformer he is the one who will revive and who who was sent to revive this world and we accepted him and we follow his teachings of course along with the teachings of islam and his teaching is basically islam and he once again has presented in a such a way that this is the way to understand this to you know he has basically let's suppose if i give you an example we wear glasses and you know we were reading it and his teaching you know we were reading something but his teachings are is is like a glasses when we wear it we can see things more clearly and that's what he given to the world given to us and he has shown the path which lead to god almighty he has shown the ways that how you can become a spiritual person he has shown that how you can create a peaceful society a peaceful peaceful atmosphere how you can respect the sentiments of others and he once again has presented the same teachings of the holy quran the same teaching of the holy prophet peace be upon him front of us and shown that this is the proper way of following it and he said if we start following it the day the purpose which he was sent with will fulfilled and people one day has to come under this flag to 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 find the true you know the 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 true peace and the the, the world is in need of and in need for so we have discussed this topic i hope our listeners has have uh, uh, learned something new enjoyed it and of course if you have any further questions you can send us your question to worldofislam.co.uk and if you want to contact in future you can contact us on 02086877878 so now we are going to conclude this today's shows i would like to thank uh, the producer of today's shows is fazia haq jazakallah uh, for you know providing uh, to produce this show and the technical team which 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 we have today with us is akib in the studio zakmullah to our listeners peace be upon you